But yeah, I've been kind of agonizing over this since since we set a time to do this this class because there's so much information to put into six uh, classes. I told uh, Jack the other day, I uh, texted him and said, you know, something happens and you can't find somebody for, you know, the next portion. I could easily make this into, into 12. So he said, well, we got somebody, but we'll keep that in mind. I'm like, all right, so I'll try to squeeze what I can into this. And, and you do, you know, you, you learn more. When you're young, you think you know everything and you get older and the more you read, at least for me, the more I read of, of this, the more... Uh, not confused, but the more the more quite the more you learn, the more questions that you that you have, and so I thought it was kind of interesting that you had that in your prayer. So, um, so this class we're just going to be discussing kind of what uh, the kingdom of God is uh, and different aspects of, of the kingdom of God, uh, the 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 nature of the kingdom, what what is the the purpose and the objective to which uh, God has for for the king, kingdom of God. Uh, the one of the things I'd like to ask. So, how many people in here uh, are not well? Were not members of the Church of Christ when they were young, or didn't grow up in the church? Okay, so four of us. Okay, what was the um, what was the first uh, and what was the first Bible verse that you can recall uh, no, knowing or memorizing? John 3.16. Okay. John 3.16. You don't remember? Would that have been a prominent one, do you think? Yeah. I don't know about and And for me too, and, and I think my mom would agree that we weren't a particularly um, religious family by what you would, you know, by typical standards of uh, you, you know, being at church all the time and, and things of that nature. Um, I do remember attending on some occasions and, and uh, the school that I went to was, was kind of joined with the, the, the church that and we were involved with. But, but for, the reason I say that is for me, um, and John three sixteen was the, was the, the verse. It was the verse that, that we all, that everybody knew. And I can, I can say it right now without, you know, cause it's just, it's so ingrained in everything um, that we do. So Don, what was the first Bible? He, he's like, what I do? Um, what was the first Bible verse that you had ever uh, learned as a kid? Oh, my goodness. Uh, probably one of the Beatitudes. Okay. So the burn spirit for that. Okay. It's a little bit different. A little bit different. Now, the reason I ask people that, you know, whether or not you grew up in the church or, or not is because um, I kind of think that maybe that might, might affect... The outcome, I doubt it, it. I doubt it did, but you know, around here with people in the Church of Christ, you know, it wouldn't shock me if someone said, you know, what was your baby's first words, and they were repent and be baptized. So, <laughs> um, so you know, Acts two thirty eight is something that that I would. You know, so, but for those of you that did grow up in the church, what what was was John three sixteen? Um, a a so you, Helen shaking her head no. So yeah, go ahead. I remember. John three sixteen was the first verse I learned to look up in the Bible. Okay. I remember sitting in my grandmother's living room saying, Grandma, look, yeah. I can find a verse. Yeah. And that was the verse. Okay. Okay. And here at Eastside, um, in third grade, Christy Vincent and I memorized over a hundred verses that third grade year. Yeah. In a competition. Okay. With each but that was one of them, one of the yeah, first that, that yeah, you had ever yeah. 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 
Evan, yeah, go I please. remember back when we would go to like Quartz Mountain, you'd have us uh, read, oh, yeah. study Bible uh-huh. verses, and you'd yeah. have to stay, say yeah. Bible verses, and uh-huh. always, I'd always try to use John 3. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and you say, Even though I had a list for the class. class. Okay. Yeah. Here's these. Here's the paper. Right. Yeah. I'd go for it. You said yes, John? And um, John 3.16 was probably the verse that, like, not only in, like, church, but, like, in school, like, everybody. Yes. Yeah, and and so, and and that's my point, is that, you know, how many verses do you see put on a, on a, on a placard at a, at a bowl game that, that, that that are used? Um, And and so I was going to go into that, too. It's not just, uh, you know, the, that Christians know that verse, it's that, that the, really the you, you'd probably be hard pressed to find uh, many people in the world that that didn't know it if if they knew anything at all about about scripture period and 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 for good reason it's one of the, you know it's it it's it, that it's one of the most beloved um, verses in in scripture because of it it's such a succinct uh uh sentence it kind of gives the idea uh or does it kind of it kind of explains what god did um, through Jesus, um, and to what, and to what end. So how many of y'all were here last Wednesday and wrote on the little piece of paper to the question that, uh, that Jack asked? Did, yes. We were in the class. Yeah. Okay. Did, You're talking about Wednesday night class. Yeah. Or I don't know what, if it was in the, I think it was in the, it was in the foyer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was just so 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 last Wednesday, Wednesday night I asked Jack if he would if he would um, uh, ask people to um, you know just on a piece of paper write in in one phrase or one word the first thing that comes to their mind about uh, about the good news what you know what 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 is their definition of the good news in one word. Or, or one phrase, you know, no, no, not a lengthy theological discourse, just kind of what, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And uh, I've got about 50 responses, and 30, I'd say about 30 to 30, 30 of them were, were pretty much identical. There were five that were kind of nuanced that pretty much were the same as the, the 30, and then, and then probably about 10 more. Um, that were the, the same things like love and joy, <coughs> stuff like that, and then five that were just kind of on, on their on, just different. What do you think the the, the, the 30, 35 were that the answer might have been to that question? Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah. Of course, Jesus. So you know, I used to tease my kids when they were younger. I used to say, um, "Hey, hey, Liam." Better late than never, huh? <laughs> They're not laughing at you. They're um, they uh, so yeah. Gee, so I used to tease my 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 kids and say, you know, would would you learn at a at a oh um sorry. I said uh, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Okay, I told my wife yesterday. Let me digress for for a moment. I told my wife yesterday, I said, I'm not trying to be arrogant. I asked her, I said, but I, I, I wonder if I'm special in some way. She said, well, you're definitely special in some, some ways. <laughs> but I said, no, really. So I had Liam get this book for me because Jack had it. And I and and I said, hey, I, I had Jack leave outside. I knew he was coming up here for Levi's party last night. 
And I'm like, uh, hey, can you grab that book for me? And so we were trying to work it out how it would get back to me. Well, I was supposed to have it last night because that's another story, but <laughs> supposed to have it last night. But I told Marsha that I could ha- I could get it and, and and find the one quote that I need. And I asked her, I said, I can re- I haven't read this book in 10 years, but I remember exactly where in the book it is, what page and where it is on, on the page. No, you could just Google it. Huh? No, you could just Google it. <laughs> No, I couldn't Google this book, and you it could just Google the exact phrase if you know what if you know what page it's on. I didn't say the number of page oh, okay. that it was on. So, so anyway, so I just found it. That's why I, I'm sharing that. So, um, and I'll read that in a second. But uh, so you are special. Yeah. So, uh, that, so probably in the church library. I saw the title. I oh yeah. Well, I got here today, and I was like, since Liam wasn't here, I'm like, I'd have been better off if I hadn't had anybody pick it up for me yesterday and just got it myself. So, yes, Evan said, said Jesus. I used to tease my kids when they were younger and say, so, you know, what'd you learn at vacation Bible school? What'd you learn? And the answer is, oh, the, you know, Jesus. The go-to answer is God, you know, Jesus. Yeah, if so, you say it enough, it'll yeah, fit in somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. And I don't mean to, that that's perfectly uh, uh, relevant, uh, Evan. So, um, anybody else? I don't think that was the case for me growing up. I don't think I even heard, even though I grew up in the church and, and whatnot, it was God, but it was always, it, I don't even know, I didn't even know who Jesus was until I became an adult. Well, like, you, I knew the story, but yeah. never what the significance yeah. of him was. So and I, I do think that it has been, for, not forgotten, but like um, in certain congregations, it's not taught as often and it's probably as it is now, especially for some reason. And to, to explain, and we went to a church that was that was um, fine people, but it was um, very conservative. And so I, I did. I learned more about what the Baptists were doing wrong than I did about Jesus. You know, it was kind of, it was kind of one of those things where where there was those were the types of, of teachings that we had. So any, anybody else on what might have been on on you know what what is the good news and. and, and Go ahead. Heaven. Heaven. That, yeah, yeah, that well, was like, that's the one thing that I learned growing up and stuff. Like, just that the thing was the end goal, heaven, 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 and not really like what we're supposed to do here. Okay. Um, I, I would say Christ died for our sins and was raised. Okay. To and to what and, and what what is good news about that? To what end? That we're saved. And what does that mean? We've had a chance to go to heaven. Okay. <laughs> so heaven. So, yes. No, and, and that's those are those are all things that are that first Corinthians fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So um so uh I don't want I would have I would have thought just as a generic term you would have heard a lot of either scripture or the Bible as when you say what's the good news, then mm-hmm. we would say that, but that would encompass, you know, all of those things. Right. And in a sense, it does, and we'll yeah. talk about that in, in a second. Go, go ahead. Resurrection is the thing that—that's the good news. Without that, none of this happens. True. That true. is absolutely the difference in all of this because mm-hmm. nobody, Lazarus notwithstanding, but mm-hmm. nobody, God been resurrected. And, and again, to 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 what end? What does that to, to what does that mean to us? Resurrection. Yeah. Okay. So, so again, these concepts of salvation, heaven, um, eternal life, and, and resurrection, obviously being a, 
an aspect of that of of that of, of that process, if you will, Brent. I was just going to say, uh, uh, freedom from sin. Okay. That, that, that. No, you're you're you know you're. I, I'm glad you said that because that's that's part of what we're going to be discussing. So yeah, yeah. Anybody else before I move on? I probably should cut it off here, so because um, we could sit and, and give answers all day, and I only got six <laughs> weeks. Yes. So, so this, I, I want to let and then please everybody listen to this. To this, if you hear any, anything today, listen to this because because I don't want anybody to take this this wrong. So what I'm saying, what, what I want to say is with these with these answers that were given, with you know with. You know, 70 to whatever that turns out to be 80 percent um all being about going to heaven that is obviously a a the idea of eternal life and things of that nature is obviously an, an important part of, of of scripture it's uh, uh, uh what susan was talking about in, in corinthians uh and we'll and we'll talk about some of those things as well and it's in in part it's not just important to the the church but you'll even see i mean these people are are religious people i don't think they would pay the money to do this if they weren't but even the the that people that are not particularly religious uh, maybe even atheists even though they don't possess the christian beliefs they know what they're about um we you know as you said john at school they would they would they would use that 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 verse. So um, I, I would I would argue that you could probably talk to almost any atheist and ask them, "What do you think the basic concept of of, of the Bible is?" And you're going to get the answer of, of, of you know, if you're good, you go to heaven, and if you're if you're bad, you know, you go to hell. I wouldn't say in any way that that encompasses what Scripture uh, uh, teaches in terms of being good and being bad, but. Uh, but the, but I think they they know they know that uh, other places we see this. I don't see it as much now as I used to when I was a kid. But on on billboards when you're driving down the highway, you ever see those signs that that what do they say? A lot of them. Don't make me come down there. Well, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That that's true. Um, yeah, what? That's not the answer I was looking for, but that is. Yeah. What were some of the other ones that if, you, if you've seen one, what 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 do they sometimes say? Come unto me or something. Jesus out. Yeah, I've seen Jesus that. Yeah. Okay. The ones that I that I remember seeing the most, though, they say they say if you didn't if you don't wake up tomorrow. Where will you spend eternity? And there's this heaven, and then there's the hell with the orange fire on it, you know. And so, so again, the 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 idea of of scripture is is bound up in this one concept or this one the this one goal that what is most important is where you spend eternity. And probably most of you are saying, you know, what's the problem with that? And that's what I want to say. There, there's not a problem with that. So please don't don't go out of class and say, "Well, Travis said going, you know, going to heaven wasn't important" or something like that. I think my what, what I want to get at, and and what we'll look at, and and, and what I want to do throughout this this uh, uh, I'm gonna say semester, whatever we call it, period, is to show that 
that God's purpose for mankind, and not even man, not just mankind, but God's purpose for creation as a whole, um, goes beyond just the idea of, of, of what happens to mankind post-mortem. Goes, it goes, the, the purpose of, of God say, and that's why I say I like what you had to say, Brent, um, goes far beyond just the idea of where will I go when I die. That's important. So that's what I'm saying. Please don't take away from this that Travis said it wasn't important. It is important. But I, I feel, unfortunately, that it has dominated the, the aspect of what God's purpose is through the narrative of all Scripture to the point that we have forgotten some of the other aspects of what uh, salvation history, if you want to call it, has um, accomplished. And one of those things is, in my, in my view, uh, the kingdom of God. So let me just kind of, you know, I, I don't know, I, I don't like to, I, I think I've kind of given enough evidence to show that that kind of is true. That, 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 is, that is kind of the way we look at, at, at um, salvation history is, well, man, what's most important is, is what happens to me when I die. Um, let me just read this. Um, this book, if you ever want to read a good book, it's a warning. It'll mess with your head because it, this is he. This book changed the way I see pretty much all of Christianity, and it's not. It's an easy read, but it's not an easy to to take in. Uh, mere discipleship, not. not it's not the. Uh, Oh, I can't remember what his mere name was. Uh, yeah, not mere Christianity, C.S. Yeah. Lewis. But um, this is a guy, a professor from Limpscomb uh, University. Uh, but man, it is, it, it's 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 rough. And what it, and what I believe Christianity has has called people to, as opposed to what we practice in Western democracies, it's it's a lot different. Um, and I've been struggling with it for 20 years. That's when I first came to this book was 20 years ago. Uh, but, but here's what he has to say about it. Um, uh, salvation, in quotes, instead of being construed as the gift of a transformed, abundant life in the now present kingdom of God, begins to be equated with an otherworldly reward. More crassly put, salvation is increasingly viewed as fire insurance policy. Rather than the gift of a new life in the here and now that stands confident even in the face of death, salvation becomes a get-out-of-hell-free card, guaranteeing an escape from the fires of torment and ensuring the receipts of treasures in heaven. In Christendom, the whole world may, may be dubbed Christian, and yet it is unchrist-like. So uh, he, he kind of touches the, the same issue that I'm bringing up here. Um, again, not that uh, going to heaven and, and avoiding uh, judgment is not a, a biblical theme. It, it most certainly is. But it's become kind of what I call the kind of the Santa Claus gospel. You know, this idea that, that uh, you know, have, have you been good? You know, how many of you grew up like that? And, and I'm going to probably run out of time but how many of you grew up like that looking at Christianity like it was a checklist okay so um, you know and so uh, 
and I'm glad that, that a lot of us, maybe you, you didn't see it that way, or maybe you did, and we've grown on um, from that and, and don't see it that way any, any, anymore. Uh, but that certainly uh, speaks to a lot of people what 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 he said, what he uh, has to say about that. So uh, let's just move on. I just wanted to kind of set the theme of what you know why we're going to be discussing the, the kingdom of of, of God uh, as as part of uh, God's purposes and kind of what it what the kingdom means um, as, as well. So um, let's turn to Genesis chapter three, uh, verse one through seven. And somebody would read that when they get there. Well, I, I said turn. Maybe you want to flip your, your phone to uh, Genesis 3. 1 through 7. Anybody wants to read? Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took it, took of its fruit, and ate. She also gave it to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they uh, sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Okay. What type of relationship did, did mankind enjoy with God prior to their, their disobedience? They walked hand in hand with God. Okay. And if you had to... go, Did you say something, uh, Brent? No? No. Okay. Um, I was thinking something. Okay. All right. I can tell. Because <laughs> I'm special, I can tell you were, you were, you were thinking. Um, what... Uh, what in that relationship? What was what was the status of, of the relationship regarding? Were was, was God and and creation equal? Were they equals? No, no we, we were we were never equal no. at any time. No, but we, there was a personal relationship. Yes, uh, at that time. Yes, very communal. Yes, they, yeah. but still. Creature and, and creatures, correct? So um, another word for that could be could be God reigned over man, mankind and creation. Would we agree with that? Mm-hmm. Let me read another another uh, passage that, uh, or not passage, uh, another uh, uh, writer's uh, look at this that that I like. Um, There's, this is a, a commentary on Romans. Um, he's talking about how, how Paul sees the world um, and, and salvation history through through the beginning. So there's another point about which we must be clear, however, however if we are to avoid uh, confu- confusion, attempting to follow Paul's arguments and to trace his logic that, 
that point centers on the fact that the kind of history about which Paul is concerned and which he is dealing is history as it illuminates and displays the, rela- the relationship between God and the world, or to use another terminology between creator and creation. It is necessary to keep, in fact, in mind if we are to be clear about why Paul conducts his discussion as he does. The history which shapes the contours of Paul's discussions in his letter to Rome is not a history in which the relationship between God and humans uh, beings is a relationship among equals, nor is it an account of the give and take which characterizes all history as we live it, with some forces relatively greater creator and some relatively weaker creation. Rather, Paul is speaking of creation and its history under the lordship of God. A lordship, to be sure, which is expressed in Jesus Christ, but a lordship nonetheless. That basic structure of which history, that basic structure of the history which with, with with which Paul is dealing, the Creator as Lord in His relationship to His creation carries with it certain presuppositions which underline much of what Paul has to say, both in Romans and elsewhere. Um. So yeah. So the so the the relationship. Before dis- disobedience uh, is between creator and and creation, uh, what was what was man's sin? What 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 was the disobedience? What what were they what were they seeking? <clears throat> they wanted to be equal. They wanted to be knowledgeable. This wisdom, like God, they wanted to elevate themselves to be like God. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about creator and creation, what does that mean? What were they trying to do? Equal. They're trying to be equal. And if we're talking about lordship, what does it mean regarding lordship? What did they want? To, what, what did they want? To rule. Hmm? To rule. To be their own lords. That's like throughout history, though. I mean, like the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. I mean, like mankind is always doing that i think we still i mean that is that is the you know i don't i i I don't get much into the 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 arguments about original sin and things of that nature but uh i don't care what we call it um mankind uh does not do well with lordship we 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 want to to do our own will we want to rule ourselves and so we are always rebelling against those things, whether it be you know within the within a family with authority re, uh, relationships or with God, and that is the sin of Adam, Adam and Eve. And I would argue, and I just don't have time to go into this, but it, it's a matter of trust with with God. Almost every disobedience a man has, if not all, with God is is a, is a matter of trusting God. Um, you know, when the Israelites took two days of manna. What, what what was the, what was the problem? They decided they'd keep some more. But why? Because they to make sure that he he came through. Yeah, it, is it, I, yeah. To to make might, sure there. What, what if God doesn't come through the next day? Yeah. I better make sure that I can at least control and secure my own life by by taking double of of what he he said I needed. So it was a trust problem. Our self sufficiency. Yes. Problem yes. That we yes. Have. Yep. Yep. And 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 and. So you don't believe in sayings. So I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> buying things in no bulk. Uh, yeah. Um, 
and, and, and so let's, let's just look at, at, at the, and what I'm doing here is, in case you're wondering when we talk about the kingdom of God, is I'm kind of setting the, the stage of what the problem is before we get to the, the, the good news uh, and, and defining what, what the good news is. Don? I think part of this is going to be, and I think that's where Satan has his issues also with God, is they want to be able to create like God, mm -hmm. and it can never, ever happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, yeah. Mm -hmm. Never thought that, of that. That's how yeah. thought. If I'm as smart as you and wise as you, equal to you, I can do what you can do. Mm -hmm. It will never happen. Right. Okay. And, and which is really odd, too, given the fact that they were given the vocation of, of ruling, in, 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 not in God's place, but as stewards of, of creation. So let's look at some of the, the, uh, the results of man's, uh, man's sin. Someone want to turn to uh, 323, uh, Genesis 323. Just anybody read that? Therefore Jehovah sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from, in, from whence he was taken. Okay, so one of the first things that we see is, is um, for lack of a better word, exile. And, and exile is obviously going to be an, an important aspect throughout, of, throughout Scripture, um, especially in the, in, in the Hebrew text with um, uh, exile because the, the, the people sinned against God and didn't keep covenant uh, with God. Uh, uh, let's look at uh, three seventeen through eighteen. Then to Adam he said, "Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat it. Cursed is the ground for your sake." In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face, and you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Okay. So we see here, what I wanted to point out here is, does does the result of, of sin and 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 again I want to keep going back to this because this is what we're gonna this is the concept that I want to get through when we when we get to the good news of the kingdom is uh, God's rule and His reign and that was always always the intention that that God would be the creator we would be the creation and 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 that He would reign over um, creation. The, the sin of wanting to be one's own Lord, uh, do the effects go beyond mankind? Say that again. Do the effects of, of, of man's disobedience, his, his rebellion against God, go beyond mankind? Yes. To what? There, there's going to be earthly consequences for everyone. That, that okay. On and the earth. Okay, but does it go beyond humans? 
Yeah, I mean, the ground was crazy. Okay, yeah, we so that's why we just, yeah. yeah. Ask a farmer. Yes, yes. So the ground, so even the ground becomes becomes uncursed a, 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 as a result. Uh, let's look at uh, th- chapter three. Uh, oh, wait, chapter, let me see. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know what which one I was looking for there. Let's just move on. Let's, let's look at in in Romans. Let's go to go to Romans. Romans chapter one, verses twenty four through twenty five. And anybody can read that that gets there. Therefore, God gave them over to in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity. For the degrading of their bodies with one another, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. Amen. Okay, and then 28 through 29. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a deprived mind to do those things which are not proper being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips. Okay. So, uh, what is what is God's reaction to mankind's rebellion as Paul sees it? He's, he's now all of a sudden given us the right to uh, to be affected by our own minds that we choose the bad things mm-hmm. as opposed to following good things. We have a choice. Mm-hmm. And that choice leads us away so often. Yeah. Um, Let him do it. Yeah. Let him do it. He abandons them <coughs> and their choices. Well, and yes. And I would, I, the word abandons is, is strong. Because um, uh, I don't know that God ever completely abandons man, mankind with the, given the, the choice that they have um, in, in, his, in his reaching out to them through Christ. But yes, he, he, he continues to let them do what? Sin. To, con, to, to go further, to, to continue rebelling against him. And so what I'm getting at here to, to a certain degree, let's look at, well, let me read this. Is that the first bell? Did I hear something? Okay. Um, let me read read again um, from from this, and I think it sums it up um, uh, well. Uh, a corollary of such thinking about God, the Creator, who as Lord is free to dispose over His creation as He see fits, and who as human history has shown has disposed over it, not as it deserved, but in gracious overlooking of His creatures' rebellion, is the unavoidable fact that human beings, as creatures, are never the rulers of their own destinies. Only the creator, not the the creature, has the power to shape his own destiny. Only the creator, not the creature, is fit to exercise lordship. That means that as Paul understands human creatures, everyone is subject to some lordship, to some power which one is forced to serve. A A creature is not free to be its own lord, to dispose over its own life. It was the desire to do just that that led Adam to rebel against his creaturehood and hence against God when the tempter told him he could be like, like God. For Paul, that temptation of the, of the creature to be his or her own Lord, to dispose over his or her, or her own destiny, continues, and hence creatures continue in rebellion against their creator. 
Because the creature cannot exercise such lordship, yet rebels against it, the creature becomes enslaved to the forces that oppose God. For that reason, Paul is clear that since Adam, the power to which creatures are subjected is sin. Because the creature is enslaved to that power, the creature is powerless to affect his or her his or her own deliverance from it. Only a force stronger than sin can deliver the creature from sin. So that kind of goes back to what you were saying, uh, Brent, and what we're going to be talking about the, the, through the rest of, the, of, of this period is what we're talking about here uh, when we ask, and I'm just not going to have time to even get done with my lesson completely to get to the good news. We talked about what the bad news was at this point. So next week, we'll, we'll get into the good news. But what I'd like for you to kind of, keep in your mind is what we're going to be discussing here is is lordship why why is it that again the answers were not wrong that were turned in the ones that said heaven but why was there not one paper that said the good news god reigns the kingdom of god has come and I think, again, I just want to show that that is how dominant the theme is that, that um, heaven, going to heaven and avoiding hell is the kind of the pinnacle of, 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 of Christendom. Uh, and again, it is an important part, don't get me wrong, I think the, the culminating aspect gets to that. But the important thing and that we'll look at, and I'm kind of giving the end away at the beginning, is what's important about heaven isn't just that it's not hell. What's important about heaven is not even so much, and we'll talk about this when it comes to the kingdom of God, is not the place. What's important about it is what? God's there. And, and, what, and what does that mean in terms of what we're talking about? That he reigns over us. That he reign that 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 this idea that God reigns over his his creation has been restored. It's been back. It's been placed back to its proper uh, relationship, where where uh, where humans tried to rebel and become equals, to where they submit to the lordship of, of God in, in, in Christ. And so that's kind of the purpose of this. When, when Ryan handed out the, the thing saying, where would you serve and what classes do you think we should teach? This is one of the ones that I brought up because I do see it as, um, I wouldn't say a problem. I just think it's, it's unfortunate that we don't um, often see it in its proper context. And, 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 and I think so much more could be said about uh, of what salvation brings mankind um, than just where will I go when I when I when I die? Can, yeah, can I, I I want to throw in this has been on my mind since you started this talk, and I'm glad we're having this class because I agree with you. We have got to somehow get to the point of realizing the life that we have right now. Yes. Than just at the end, but I think the reason why just at the end concept mm -hmm. is so is because Scripture tells us that we don't know when that's coming. Mm -hmm. It's unknown when that's going to happen. And we don't know when we personally will die on this earth, even if it hasn't come. Mm -hmm. And it says we have to be prepared or otherwise we will be lost. Mm -hmm. And I think that concept automatically puts you in gear with that thinking. And I think it's important to bring us back sometimes and say, we are seeing God's kingdom. 
We're living in it now. Right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not then. That just means we get to go be with a closer, even a close and personal thing when we get there. And, and, and that's just another aspect of it. That's the next. Yes. But once we get there, it changes in the fact that we no longer have to worry about the sin. We don't have to worry about pain, suffering, all those kind of things. So it gets better and better. Yes. But we do live in his kingdom now. Yes. And that kingdom, and, and I know we need to go, but and, 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 and that's what I want people to see is, is the, the ethics, and we'll talk about kingdom ethics, um, the ethics of the kingdom are not rules to get into heaven. They're descriptions of what kingdom life looks like for those who have accepted the gift of lordship. And that's where I think we, we get wrong. We look at it as something I have to do in order to, you know, I do X to get Y. And that's not the case. The case is the lordship itself is a gift from God. Because humankind has broken away from that lordship. God re-gifts it, if you will, and calls people back into covenant in that relationship and promises to, to rule and reign over those who wish to be ruled and reigned by Him. And so it becomes more about that than it does a place, if you will. Not that the place is not important, but what's more important is what is happening in that place, then again, the idea of what the, this author says is, you know, it's more than a getting out of hell free card. And so that's the concept that I want to address. And as we move forward, when we look at the good news of the kingdom of God, that God's rule has broken in into human history in a new way in Jesus, that's what we'll we'll be studying the next the next five weeks. So. I think you came up with a great title already, God's Regifting. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, great. Yeah. Well, not on purpose. I'm special. Yeah. I mean, you are. So. All right. Well, thanks for coming, y'all.